Hey, there's a chance we'll be using our grown-up language in this episode, so if you have little kids around, you might want headphones. You might also want a stiff drink. Hey, I'm not judging. Please parent responsibly. This is Adam. And this is Lisa. And this is Designated Parent. A podcast where we look at children's programming through the lens of adult beverages. Cheers. Cheers. So soft and yeah, gentle. Because these are, these are very, very sloshy. Very, very full glasses. This is a French 76 with lemon juice. So it's Prosecco, lemon juice, honey simple syrup. Right. And bourbon. Bourbon. And bitters. Bitters. Peach so, bitters still? Peach bitters, yes. Mm, that's good. I don't like peach general. No, you hate peaches. That's I'm true. I'm the only person in this house who likes peaches. And I'm like, should I buy 25 pounds of peaches from the peach truck? And people are like, do you want to eat 25 pounds of peaches? And I'm like, oh, probably no. I probably don't. No. <laughs> it's probably an So, no. I shouldn't do that. No, you can buy, like, the little bags from, like, Kroger when they have, like, the little cute paper bag mm-hmm. of, like, six peaches. And no, and, they, and they taste like sandpaper because they're not good. Not as good. No. Peaches are very seasonal and very region specific. Right. And uh, delicate. Like, they do not ship well. No. no. So. You gotta have a whole process and or truck. Mm-hmm. So that's what that's what that guy provides us. And, uh, yep. I don't know if people know the peach truck situation. Oh, the peach truck situation is wild. There's apparently a truck that comes into, I don't, at least our region of Ohio. Yes. It might be a greater Midwest event. It comes like, literally there are, there are many pickups within like three miles of my house. Yeah. And so just, you order them in advance, he's like, here's 25 pounds of peaches, <laughs> peace out. Yep, here's a box. You can't just show up on the day of and be like, hey, I want some peaches. He's like, nope, these are all spoken for. You've got some real peach arbitrage going on. Right, but you probably can, like, sublet some peaches mm-hmm. with people where you're like, do you really need all of these 25 Maybe that's what you need to peaches? do. You find some friends <laughs> that you could be like, can I get I, in on a I, quarter of I a box? I already reached out to some friends, and I was like, hey, are you doing peaches this year? And they were like, oh, yeah, we are order, ordering this, and all of our peaches are spoken for. And I'm like, okay. Uh, next year, call me. Yeah. But. God, I need like four peaches. <laughs> Just to scratch the peach itch. Yes. But other other than the lack of peaches, how's your week going? Mm. All right, we are bitter, bitter end of the school year. The two days left, literally uh, the end. But and yet still, my children are being like, "Sign this piece of paper. I need two dollars." Like, <laughs> the fuck? I was like, "You have like twelve hours left of school. Look like how." How am I just getting this now? He's like, I don't know, sign this piece of paper, I need $2. I was like, didn't I sign this paper already? And they're like, no, you just signed so many other papers. Yeah, this is the one where he's going on the field trip to the old people home. Yes. he has to bring $2. And I'm like, what are you going to do there? And they're like, well, we're going to have snacks and we're going to play cards. We're going to play cards. I'm like, he's going to get hustled for those $2. Fuck yeah, they're going to roll him. (laughs) It's going to be so great. In like bridge or like Cribbage. cribbage. Yeah. Oh. Some wild game. Yes. Cribbage is actually pretty fun. Have you ever played? No. I'll teach you some. Maybe? Maybe. It's the one with the board 
where you have the like holes that go around the outside? No. It's like a racetrack. I don't think I played that. It's fun. It's fun. The board is actually completely unnecessary, but somehow traditional. Is it just like instead of tally marks? Yeah, instead of scoring, instead you just of scoring, move you just a golf tee along a board. Okay. I mean, you know, I understand being like, I don't want to write anything down. Seems hard. This whole retirement home is full of people with memory <laughs> problems, so therefore, <laughs> this is probably our best bet. Right. We we need a yeah. You got six points? Okay, I'm going to go one, two, three, four, five, six. There it is. There it is. Sorry. Hey, look, you're closer to the end than I am. The board doesn't lie. Yep. There you go. So, that's a fun game, but now he's got to get rolled. You you did a small walk in the woods this weekend. I did. I did. Uh, So, our oldest son in Scouts is getting his uh, hiking merit badge, which means... Whole fucking thing. Yeah, he needed to, like... Do some classes where, you know, he took, he had to be able to identify some poisonous plants and, you know, mm-hmm. pick out a trail, whatever. All that crap. I don't know what, anything about that. But uh, he had to do a five-mile hike, three different 10-mile hikes, a 15-mile hike, and a 20-mile hike. Uh, and he had to plant them. That was part of the mm-hmm. part of the dealio. Uh, yeah, but... but as he is, you know, pretty young yet. It's not like you can be like, sure, go out alone in the woods for like 10 fucking hours. <laughs> What's the worst that could <laughs> and happen? It'll be fine. Uh, so I went with him. And we did our 20 mile yesterday. Capstone hike. Capstone hike. And it was fine. Like You had a great day for it. It, it was a good, I'm really good at picking the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, that he does I, a good job of trails. I gotta say, I'm really good at picking the day. <laughs> you guys had a pretty trail. It's Yeah, yeah. So uh, we have a portion where a bunch of different uh, nature preserves all kind of smoosh together. Mm-hmm. And so you can eke out a 20-mile hike without doing a lot of loopies. Mm-hmm. You kind of have to switch back. Not but, too much. Not too much. But it's not necessarily like... You, you're not you're not walking the same trail three yes. times. You're walking like... You know, there's this trail where you could go from this point to that point that I can see, but I'm going to turn left, right, go we're gonna down, loop around. Yeah. and then turn a right and come back, and that's like a one mile thing, and then look back and see where I was. Yeah, yeah, you could you could do it a little faster, um, but fast is not the goal. Yes, for this for this particular one, uh, I feel like that episode of How I Met Your Mother where Barney Stinson accidentally runs the new york marathon and he's like what's the big deal and then he sits down and he can't move for three days mm-hmm. that that is me currently Apparently. so i'm trying <laughs> to let her sit as much as possible it's fine i pick up a lot of slack and i do i do my best but she's a hard worker around the house so it's a lot of slack to pick up and mm-hmm. she's like just like i can't move my legs i'm like okay fine i mean i did make like 14 pounds of mac and cheese and buffalo chicken chip today. Not lying. So, I mean, you know, I'm not doing nothing. No, you're not. You're not. Totally. But, like, last night, you were just like, I'm going to sleep. <laughs> like, I can't like, you guys. Just, that's fine. People are like, can you get that? And I was like, nah, dude, I can't. Like, somebody rang the doorbell, and they're like, are you going to get that? And I was like, nope. <laughs> I didn't I'm, mean. I'm sitting here on this chair. That's good. But uh, On Saturday, I went fishing. 
Mm-hmm. Which is an activity that I don't. Ever you guys do. were so fucking outdoorsy. Yeah. Look at us. But we also had a great day for that. Mm-hmm. It was gorgeous. Yeah. We were out there. Um, our youngest was in a fishing derby for Cub Scouts. Again, very outdoorsy and scouty. Uh, this was not us five years ago, just for the record. Uh, did not see this coming. It's fine, man. Well, this is what happens when you discourage lots of sports. <laughs> you end up with scouting. You, you you end up with like outdoorsy kids, and you're like, God damn it! Maybe maybe soccer would have been a better choice. Maybe. Who knows? But um, our youngest caught ex- absolutely zero fish. I touched no fish the entire time I was out there. <laughs> I do not regret this. I did handle the worms. Okay. Uh, that's fine. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I picked a shit ton of seaweed off of hooks. Yes. Yes. Because that's... Like the algae. Yeah, algae that kind of grows up around the edges. I think this whole thing, there were 400 kids around this lake. There's like a kid every six feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we had to kind of stagger them so that you could be like, all right, you guys come back here and we'll talk. And those guys do a couple casts and then let's trade. But every time they would pull in their hook, they would get like two pounds of seaweed. Mm-hmm. And we it's, just like throw just, it into the weeds. It's just a way to trudge their leg. Like, I think it is. Not, not... I legit think that's the plan. Tell me I'm wrong. Honestly, that's kind of brilliant. Isn't I'm not. Wrong? I'm not mad. I'm not, not mad bad. at that. But uh, maybe next year it'd be like, hey, how about we just like dredge all this seaweed the week, this algae the week before, get it out of here. I mean, I feel like that's that's my high hopes. No, no, they're not doing that. But yeah, that was our weekend. That was our weekend. We're the bitter end of school. Like, Let's do it. Buckle up, buttercup. Yeah, yeah. and then they're going to be home all the damn time. <sighs> so the one thing I am looking forward to is that when I'm home with three children, middle school, elementary age kids, it will be noticeably quieter on my phone calls with my customers than when I'm actually in the office. Oh, Yes. That is interesting because I'm usually like, never mind my middle schooler playing the saxophone in the background. (laughs) Yeah. Well, here's the thing. So if I tell my middle schooler, hey, this isn't a good time. Can you wait an hour? He does. Mm. If I tell my coworkers, hey, guys. Or your boss. (laughs) Can you stop screaming about politics for 10 minutes so I can get this install done? They're like, they no, this is really important. This is really important. Yeah, because like these... This is my platform and I'm going to use it. And you're like, this isn't a platform. We just all have to be here. Yeah. Like, oh gosh, I would not hang out with either of you two if someone was not literally paying me money to be here. Just so we're clear. Yeah, interesting. Interesting. So, anyway. So, it'll be nice to mm-hmm. get a break, but also... Not nice to have to deal with our kids, but they're generally okay. Yeah, they're they're usually fine. I totaled up, we have eight weeks, eight full weeks. Of them all being home? Of them all being home without vacation. Like, I'll be on vacation for a couple of weeks, so I don't count those. Mm-hmm. So it's like ten weeks total. I got two weeks out. I can do it. You can do it. Oh, we'll yeah. It definitely can be done. We did it for like over a year. Yeah, more than a year. So it'll be fine. It'll be fine, he says, finishing his French 75. I mean, one is a delicious cocktail. Two, there's enough booze to make me not care about shit. There's a lot of booze, and you drink it very quickly. This is my second one. This is going to be an interesting pod. 
They always are. <laughs> Our one listener finds it delightful. We're like 150 episodes in at this point, so like we if, have so many episodes. If you don't know what you are signing up for, <laughs> yeah. If you if you weren't interested, you bailed by now. Yeah, absolutely. You, you were like, this is not for me. And you're like, that's fine. For those of you that are still listening, we love you. Yes, thank you so much. And most of you, we know you. Yes. And, you know, if you ever want to do a collab, let me know. Yes. Yes. I'll I'll totally bring you into our bedroom and sit you in front of our microphone. And we can we can be a, a trio for mm-hmm. an episode. But you're going to have to watch a we, shitty movie. In, <laughs> we, have, we can have a special guest. Speaking of shitty movies. We did watch a shitty movie this week. So this movie um, is one of the most obviously produced by the WWE that I've ever seen. Ah, more Did than... Did you know that? More than the one by Kevin James? Uh, that was Kevin James. You're thinking of uh, Here Comes the Boom? Yeah. That was not WWE. That was... Uh, <laughs> that was UCF. a different wrestling association. Yeah, that, was, that was Ultimate Fighting Champion, UFC. Okay. So this was this is pro wrestling. Wasn't there a WWE movie we saw recently? There absolutely was. What was You're it? Never gonna guess which one it was. I I think I remember being like, "What?" Jingle all the way to. Oh, jingle all the way to. Because sure, man. Sure. Yeah, I don't. I don't know where that came from. Because remember, Larry's best friend was like a pro wrestler guy. Okay. Yeah, okay. I don't remember it. I could look it up, but not jingle all the way. But Jingle All the Way to Two, yes. Which yes. was easily one of the worst movies we've ever watched on here. Mm-hmm. It was pretty bad. Uh, but this one, I'm going to say... Isn't the, isn't the worst. Not the worst. It was watchable. So, um, we got the scene setting monologue yeah. at the beginning. Um, and basically, monsters, kaiju... Like right, krakens, krakens, all that shit is real. Yeah, something happened, and they just like showed up, or they've been here all along. But we figured out instead of being afraid of them, we can make them wrestle for money. Right, we could use them to fight each other for money and profit and capitalism, because you know kaiju are totally like ooh capitalism. Fuck yes, <laughs> yes. I don't need to just, like, terrorize towns and steal all the shit I need. I can have a three-year contract with, like... Right, and no health insurance. Sign me up. Yeah. So that's uh, that's the WWE talking right there. <laughs> Absolutely. It was, like, a minute in when our daughter was like, wait, are, are these monsters, like, voluntarily participating in this bullshit? And I was like, I don't know, man. Seems like. Seems like. And she's like, we don't see. It's not. We don't see other monsters. It's not like monsters are like well integrated into society, and this is just one of many jobs they could have. No, it you seems don't, you don't pretty see, narrow. You don't see monster bank tellers. Or... Well, I could see like monster construction workers or dock workers or like, you know, strength based jobs where you're like, I could get a crane in here. Or, or I could call this monster right, and he I could can just hire pick this stuff up and yeah. handle it. Or like, that one has fire breath. So like, we're totally just going to use him as a renewable source of energy. And like, mm-hmm. 
you know, he works at a steel foundry and just Right, he just, like, slowly, like, grumble, grumble, like, punches the clock and then, like, blows hot fire breath. (laughs) Yeah. Like, tell me that wouldn't be fucking convenient to be, like... It would be convenient. Yeah. It would be convenient. But talk about, like, needing to keep your employees happy. Oh, God, yes. Like, can you imagine that union negotiation? (laughs) That would be so much. So much. So either you can figure out how to actually fuel this furnace, pay me, or if things go really south, I'm going to radiate your house. Right. I'm just going to make this whole town burn. So I'm going to need that dental insurance. Yeah, absolutely. I need this dental insurance. So, yeah, I'd get that monster dental right. if I was negotiating. Uh, but our daughter was doubtful. Doubtful that this is a fully uh, yeah. voluntary position. Well, it gets into that whole thing of, like, exploitation. Because you're like, is it voluntary? I, it seems to be. It mm-hmm. seems to be that these are, you know, monsters entering into this willingly. But are there other options? Right. Right. That's what she pointed out. She was like, I don't see uh, monsters, like, doing regular jobs. It's not like there's a monster at the DMV. Or there's, right. Like... <laughs> are there other options that can get monsters out of just this, like, monster role that they're in? Yeah. I don't think there are. I don't think there are. So it's kind of... It's really swing and a miss right there. Yeah. So we're starting a little rough. We are. But anyway. So, the story talks about the greatest monster of all time, Rayburn, mm-hmm. and his trainer, Jimbo. Y'all, we're going Jimbo. Again, I mean, I'm from West Virginia. Where you, you are from a shit land. Shit like this happens. Where, where many people have two names. Mm-hmm. Many of them are, like, two short names that are abbreviations of two longer names. Well, and, like... <laughs> For example, if your name is... James Edward, everyone calls you Jimmy Ed. Right. So, like, um, if there was, like, a Jim, James Robert in mm-hmm. my family, I had no, like, it could have been a Jim Bob. Yeah. And then it just ends up Jimbo. Yeah. And then you're done. Like, that's your name now. Like, I really see that could have happened in my family very easily. A, th- a thousand percent. A thousand percent. I mean, my, my family, their mayor's name was Junior. Junior. Nobody knows his first name. It's a mystery. <laughs> well, no, everybody know, Well, they kind of know it, but he actually legally changed his name to Junior because nobody recognized, like, so first and name, so, such name, and such, Junior. junior. They're like, I don't know that guy. I want to vote for the other guy. He's like, no, I'm changing my name to Junior. And they're like, oh, yeah, Junior. Or everyone just assumes you're like the everything Junior. Like, yeah, like everybody knows Junior. Everybody knows a Junior. I know Junior. He's a good guy. <laughs> so you get all of all of the bonus. And then at the square in, the you show up for like a free drink because you help get Junior elected. And you're like, who the hell's that guy? Right. That wasn't the Junior I voted for. No. <laughs> Small town Appalachia, man. It's gonna be a thing. But anyway, anywho. Uh, but. That's all water on the bridge because those two guys died in some sort of boating accident? Yeah, they were lost at sea. That's a thing that happens? I mean, it is a thing that happens. There were cookbooks that were lost at sea. Yeah. Uh, Somebody had a... There was a board game Kickstarter that's been lost at sea. That's a tragedy in the board gaming world. Yeah. So, like, things are lost at sea. And then occasionally people are lost at sea. Like, you've seen Deadliest Catch. Like, people are literally fishing to death. 
Yes, it is a deadly catch. It is a deadly catch. Also, I, I do have to point out, um, flying these guys around the world is probably wildly impractical. Because yeah. these, these guys are tinies. These, yeah. These are building-sized monsters. Right, they're like 22 tons. Yeah, you couldn't just Easily. throw this guy on a Boeing and like hope for the best. You probably have to take a ship across the, you it's, know. It's very weird that it's an international sport. Yes. This has America written all over it. Well, I mean, so again, some WWE wish fulfillment, I think. <laughs> so it's like, the WWE will be like, global. Yeah. So, they're gonna go to like, Japan, and, and there's like a character that's more of a sumo wrestler that they mm-hmm. have to fight. But like, it is definitely, I think, I get something that WWE wish fulfillment of like, yeah, we're international, we're the best fighting league in the world. I mean... It's like when uh, the U.S. is like, this is a sport that only us play. Like, we're going to name it World Champions. And you're like, bitch, do you know what world means? Like, No, they do not. Nah, dude. You're the U.S. champions. Like, until you play another country that plays this sport, you cannot declare yourselves world champions. That's how it works. Yep. So, anyway, it's a whole... A whole weird thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so but they're lost at sea. They're lost at sea, and we pick up the, the story some years later. There's like a time article of like yeah. the end of an era. But we pick up the story some years later. There's now a memorial stadium to Jimbo mm-hmm. and Rayburn, and there's a big fight there. And we meet um, Tentacular. Tentacular. Tentacular is this town. So this town is called. Um, Stoker, Stoker Stoke upon Avon. Stoker upon Avon. Yeah, it's like it's like a play on Stratford upon Avon. I don't get All the joke of, though. I don't either. All of the town names in this movie are like weird plays on real towns, and I don't understand why. Well, so like Slitherpool has got to come up. Yeah, Slitherpool makes sense because you're like, okay, it it's is a, like a monster e vibe. Of Liverpool. Of Liverpool. Got and you're it. like, okay, got it. Like, that's like a pun, and I'm here for it. Stoke-upon-Avon seems to be maybe like a Stratford-upon... Yeah, Stratford-upon-Avon. But, like, why is Stoker more monstery than Stratford? That doesn't make sense. Don't know. And then we also meet, like, Pittsmore. Pittsmore. Guys, like, town names are... Are not like they're not TM. You can't. No. You like you can't like Pittsburgh TM is not going to come for you guys. It's not like you named Coca Cola in your movie and they're like, oh well, we can't be having that. Right. Right. Do so compensation. It's just in towns are not corporations and therefore are not protected under the law. Technically, a town is an incorporation, but like, it's different. Different. But anyway, because they're you're incorporated. That's really. It's but they're like, not. They're not corporations. I mean, okay, semantically, yes. They're yeah. not companies. They're, not, they're incorporated, but they're not corporations. Sure. And therefore have no rights. Because that's... They, they do, though? They and that's have, weird. They have a few little baby rights. But not like corporation rights. Not like out here buying senators' rights. That's like, fair. That's, that's fair. That's a whole nother level. Yeah. That you gotta get to. That's true. But anyway... So, uh, this is a big match. It's a title belt between Tentacular and King Gorge. King Gorge from England. <laughs> yes, he's very, like, england themed He's a bulldog with horns. 
Yes, a bulldog with horns. I don't know what kind of like mythical, magical monster that he is based off of. Winston Churchill. Uh, yes, Winston Churchill. He just like drinks, smokes a lot, and takes a lot of drugs. Uh, and then world wins but, World War II. But also wins World War II. <laughs> so let's give a pass in the history books. Um, anyway, um, this is a big title fight. It's a big deal. We meet our heroine, Winnie, on her way to the fight. She's so pumped about Tentacular. Yeah. Because um, every town has its champion. Right. And the, like, as the champion, you know, fights, it, like, brings glory to its hometown. This is a much better system because as the system currently works, if I say nameable monsters and I say Tokyo, you say, uh, okay, most people would say <laughs> Godzilla. <laughs> if you say New York City, you say King Kong. Good, good. Okay, okay we're okay. playing the game. All right. So like. It would be much more advantageous if, say, King Kong was fighting on behalf of New York City. Right. If he if he was wearing, like, a too tight I love New York shirt. <laughs> Gosh, yes. Because it, it, it would be too tight. Like, it doesn't matter. He's a lot of monkey. He's a, he's a lot. Uh, Ape, technically. Yeah, but like, like a crop. Like a cropped <laughs> I love New York oh, shirt. Oh, can we get him with some, like, really cut off jorts? Yes. It oh, would be gosh, so cute. I love this look for him. It would be so cute. Um, yeah, never nude, and he and he's like, you know what? I love New York, and I will fight other monsters because of all of my love of New York. Yeah. <laughs> Empire State Building, fuck yeah! Right, he's gonna fight monsters to to remind you of his love. Then the like Godzilla versus King Kong movie totally makes sense. Makes more sense because yeah, they're yeah, fighting on it's behalf. A, it's of their a cities. championship. It's a championship. Rampage as a movie starring The Rock. You could go that direction. It mm -hmm. would make... Okay, that movie... There's nothing that was going to make that movie It would make, make sense. no sense. But the It was Ro a fun ride. I will maintain The Rock is watchable in everything. In this movie, The Rock stands <laughs> in a jungle in a gray t-shirt, sweat-stained, looking into the middle distance. Right. He's like a sweaty man in the jungle. And I'm like, ooh, I'm here for, I'm here for this content. Yes. This is literally the plot of eight different movies. And I've seen them all, and they're all great. They're all fine. But anyway, um, so this whole fight's going on, and Winnie is actually Jimbo's daughter. Right. And right. she's trying to kind of navigate through the stadium. Everybody kind of knows her. She's a mm -hmm. local, like, pseudo-celebrity, I guess. You know, where everybody... She's kind of... After Jimbo died, I guess everybody... The town kind of adopted her. Right, right. Is what it feels like, and everybody's kind of pulling for her, but she has yet to kind of find her way in the world. But they're okay right, but with also that. she's like fifteen, maybe. I feel like she's maybe, maybe eighteen. Maybe she's eighteen because she seems to be more at a cusp of like trying to figure out what she's oh, doing with like, her life. Do, like, do I go to Monster Fight College? <laughs> do I go and like get a? Do I become a dentist? Yeah, I don't know. So she's trying to figure some shit out, but she does figure out that. Just before King George attacks, he always licks his upper lip. Mm-hmm. And she... It's his tell. It's his tell. So she runs down and tells Tentacool, or mm -hmm. Tenta, Tentacular. Tentacular. That's his name. And uh, his coach, um, that this is happening. And they're able to use that knowledge to uh, defeat him. To defeat him. And... 
they become the champions. Mm-hmm. Yay! Yay! Did we discuss, by the way, the voice of Tentacular? Tentacular is played by Terry Crews. The one, Bri- the fucking Bri- only. Brilliantly. Uh, he even does his, like, peck pop. So, um, Tentacular is like a shark head. Mm-hmm. On, a, like, a squid body. Kind of. Well, he's got squid arms. He's only kind of. He has arms, and then his arms can, like, split into tentacles. And then he can squish them back together and make them function like And hands. make them fit, function like fists and punch people up. But then he can, like, s- split them into, like, four or five and reach in different directions. Like, yeah. that's his... I think he's got four per each. Yeah, it's his vibe. Yeah. It's it's a different... It's, it's a definite look. But, like, he's... He's got pecs. He's got pecs. <laughs> and he, he, he does the pec bounce like and Terry he, does. And yeah, and he does the pec bounce, which is exciting. Yes, I mean. So, you know, good job. If you've never that. seen a Terry Crews pec bounce, that's a YouTube uh, you, you should you do. You can Google it. It's all over the interwebs. Yeah. He's he's a spectacular human. And uh, Terry Crews, I swear, is like one of the most fascinating people that needs no context. It's always like, oh, and then I went to art school. And you're like, okay, I guess that makes sense. And then he, like, pulls out this painting and it's like a super like, hyper-realistic oil painting. It took him, like, five years. I'm like, what the fucking hell? And it's like, yeah, it's pretty cool. You want to hear the flute solo I wrote about it? And you're like, yes, I do. Okay, man. Okay. Turns out the band plays a mean flute. Sure. sure. I mean, like, him and Jack Black are the two humans on this Not planet. Not Jack Black. No, Jack Black, I don't need any other context for. Oh, okay. He just, like, he just is everywhere. He's just like, if... He just I read this on the internet, I'm stealing it, but if like I was abducted by aliens, and I'm on the table getting ready to be probed, and I look out in the hallway, and there's Jack Black walking by with like... Eating an apple. Like bugles <laughs> on his fingers, like claws. I'd be like, oh, this explains so much. And like, does it? Because we don't know who the fuck that guy is. He just shows up. And I'd be like, yeah, that He actually... just started showing up every day. <laughs> He's like, he just he just we, lives here now? We abducted him once and we put him back. He just he just started. No, we coming. didn't even abduct him. We just like turned around and he was like, hey guys, what's up? And I was like, Hi? Hi, <laughs> man. Also, what the fuck are bugles? Also, <laughs> also. Did you guys make these to go on the fingers? Or is that just a thing that happened? Anyway. Um, but anyway, so as soon as Tentacular wins this fight, though, mm-hmm. he's like Bitches, I'm out. So I'm the reigning champion, uh, which means, like, I can go and, like, seek my fortune and move on to, like, bigger and better uh, towns. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Pittsmore <laughs> or whatever. Actually, he's going to Slitherpool. He's going to Slitherpool. Which is a bigger market, a bigger town. Mm-hmm. And his um, his little... His agent? Agent, Jimothy. Jimothy! Jimothy, uh, who is voiced by uh, Ben. Yeah. From um, from Parks and Rec. Parks he's, and Rec. He's John Ralphio. John Ralphio. From, and he, he is John Ralphio. <laughs> he's, character he's like, they're the worst. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, I love you so much. And the audience immediately turns on him and boos him out of the stadium. He just like, deuces, if I had a middle finger, I'd be giving it to you, but I got these technicles, so mm. I'm giving you all the tentacles. And yeah. he walks out and like smacks this banner like that's over the door mm-hmm. for Rayburn and Jimbo and cracks it. And when he is just like, oh, the indignity. Like, yes. And everybody's. Yes. But also like how this capitalistic system works mm-hmm. is that every town has a champion. And if your town doesn't have a champion, 
You're nothing. Then you don't have any um, income revenue. Right. Sure. And you can't support a stadium, and you can't do anything. You're just completely out. So, I have to ask you. Uh-huh. A question I probably know the answer to. <laughs> okay. Is, uh, how familiar are you with the Montreal Screwjob? Uh, zero percent. Okay. Do I even know where Montreal is? I was like, it's in Canada? Yes. But Canada's real big. Like, if you give me a map of Canada where none of the cities are labeled, I'm like... All right, I'm going to throw out two names. Okay. Bret Hart. Nope, nothing. Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels sounds familiar, but I don't think so. All right, I'm going to give you a third name that you probably will know, which is Vince McMahon. Maybe. Let the record show. She's looking at me very confused. (laughs) I don't know. Tell tell me. Tell me the story. So the year is 1997. Okay. Ted Turner. You know this name. Yes, of the Turner Network. Yes, okay. Where he like comes in on a horse and he's like, I'm going to make a cable show. Pretty much that. So WWF is doing okay, and it's WWF at the time. It wouldn't uh-huh. be WWE for a few years. Um, they're making bank, but Ted Turner realizes he wants them. Tries to buy him out. Vince McMahon, the owner, ain't having it. Mm-hmm. So he's he's doing it. Uh, he's, he's going with his talent, but... Um, WCW gets started by Ted Turner mm. and um, he starts hiring away the talent. Yes. One of those talents is Bret Hart. Okay. I don't know who that Bret is. The Hitman Hart. Okay. 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 He's a Canadian wrestler. Right. That. A um, Canadian professional wrestler. Professional wrestler. And he's, he's a good guy. In the, in the okay, he's he's one right. of the heroes. He's one of the heroes. Shawn Michaels, one of the arrogant assholes. Okay, one of the heels. One of the heels. You got you gotta Look have people. You. Look at gotta you have people the, you a, love to win <laughs> and love to lose. Brett is a baby face. Aw, I do love a baby face. Which is the good guy that he he's really technical. He loves the art of the thing. He's a very good guy. Shawn is just that brash bravado. Um, he would be in a Twitter fight with everybody now, but like it was 97, so that didn't happen. Y'all. But like, so what happens is Ted Turner offers Bret Hart just an ungodly sum of money. You're right. To jump ship. To jump ship. And Bret goes to Vince and is like, hey, this is happening. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Vince is, cur- or sorry, Bret is currently the, um, champion. The WWF champion at the time. Oh. And he says, listen, I got to look out for me and mine. I got to do what's best for me. Right. I'm here to make money. And this is money. And so they negotiate the exit. Mm -hmm. And so the last fight is going to be in Montreal. Remember, he's Canadian. Okay. Okay. Home, hometown. And so Shawn Michaels, who's the up and coming asshole, Mm -hmm. who's going to take the belt and then let somebody else be the star to take it away from him. Right. Right. That's that, the point. that all makes sense. That all makes sense. But um, Brett doesn't want to lose. Mm-hmm. Because. He wants to go out swinging. He wants to go out swinging. Uh, so the idea is maybe there's going to be some sort of. Some scuffle. Scuffle, kerfuffle. Uh, like all the other wrestlers are going to come into the ring and like do all this stuff and just make a mess of the thing. Mm-hmm. And somehow he's going to get disqualified. 
Right, and, no, and nobody and can tell who won. The bet, new, nobody who can tell who won or lose. And he's going to surrender the belt and let like let them set up another event for a bunch of characters, right? To, to try like to compete true, for it, like that'll true, be the yeah, okay. That'll be okay. the arc of the next season or whatever of wrestling. But what ends up happening is Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels get in the ring together, mm-hmm. and within the first round, it goes off the rails. Shawn Michaels pins Bret Hart. Okay. With with Bret Hart's signature move. Oh. The signature move that they all study in their dance class. Well, I mean, yeah. But, I mean, it's... it's uh, Oh, gosh, I forget the name of it. Somebody's going to be really mad at me. Okay. I know who it is. But... <laughs> and, um... Fight gets called. Mm-hmm. And all... Hell breaks loose because right. uh, Bret Hart feels he's been screwed over. Right. And nothing went according to plan. Nothing went according to plan. And all of a sudden he's he's out. Like mm-hmm. he's been defeated. He went out in his hometown. He was humiliated in front of his home bands. He's he's pissed. So he just like stands up and starts tracing the letters WCW in the mm-hmm. air, which is Ted Turner's company that he's hired away to. Yeah. And like storms out and then starts doing all this press for WCW about how like low and cheating. Low and dirty, like low and dirty and cheating. Yeah. Like that's the storyline he's able to push to then. He's going mm-hmm. to the honorable and good WCW. Uh, which would treat him dirty and just kind of use him and spit him out. And... I mean, but did he get a lot of money? No. Oh, that's Unfortunately, sad. he was he was promised a per year contract that was pretty good, but he only made it like a year and a half mm. before he was kind of washed up. And also, the WCW didn't really last, and so like everything kind of went really sideways, and he never really recovered from it. Oh, I'm so sad for him. Also, in the meantime, his brother died. Oh, that's rough. Yeah, during a wrestling so that's, accident. That's some like personal, personal stuff that you got to deal a with. Whole, it 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 was during a wrestling accident. He died wrestling. Yeah, he was being lowered from the roof in a harness, oh. and something went wrong, and like the cable snapped, and he dropped fifty feet into the center of the ring. Oh fuck! And died instantly. Yeah, that's in some, the middle of a live show. That's some trauma. Yeah, yeah. So. Also, Brett got, like, um, the WCW was kind of fast and loose and notoriously so, and so the choreography wasn't as tight. Yeah. And he got hit bad in the face and got a severe concussion that pretty much knocked him out of his entire wrestling career after that. Ooh. And, like, really kind of messed him up. So, like, the Montreal Screwjob is the event where Shawn Michaels pins Bret Hart without mm-hmm. his awareness even though Vince McMahon had said, and is on tape, like mm-hmm. they're filming a documentary of the type time, we have Vince McMahon on camera, on tape, with audio, saying, this is what we're going to do. This is how it's going to work. And you're going to be fine. Don't worry about it. We'll let you go out well. Mm-hmm. And then this happens. And that is the moment Vince McMahon became the villain of the WWF. Interesting. Because that got out. And mm-hmm. so... There's always been this kind of weird meta narrative of like what's real and what's not mm-hmm. with wrestling. Because like yeah. there are these real moments that happen inside the story. So weird. So weird, you guys. And they're like, and to this day, wrestling fans debate how much 
of even that documentary that was being shot was real. Was real, was fake. Was, Bret Hart says it was all, like, that whole screw job was real. Mm-hmm. Vince McMahon says, no, I was a character. Like, I was doing this. Mm-hmm. You know, no hard feelings. I, I That's a real asshole thing to do. It's a real gaslighting asshole sort of thing. Yeah, where you're just like, I was playing an asshole. And you're like, oh, you were doing such a good job. You I feel must, like you might be typecast. Yeah, you must have really practiced anyway. and dug deep. It's a whole fascinating thing. Uh, <laughs> I know there's at least one of my listeners out here that's going to be like, "We got we got all the facts wrong. We got it all wrong." Uh, you can send emails to designated parent. No podcast at designated parent. Podcast at designated parent. Or Twitter desig parent. Right. You can add us. I won't read it. So do it. I might Go eventually. I'm really bad at checking <laughs> socials. But you you can get a hold of us. Please please tell us. How we're wrong. But this feels, this to me reminded me so much of the Montreal Screwjob. Mm. Where suddenly, like, the, the narrative changes on a dime. And you're sitting there going, wait, was... Right, he was supposed to be the hometown hero. He was supposed to be the hometown and hero. Now. And now he's the villain. Or now he's, you know, like, this whole thing just... Wait, was this scripted? Was this real? Mm-hmm. Is this part of the plan? Was this like part of the the grand narrative, or is this just some bullshit that's happening? Mm-hmm. And true story, we don't know. We don't know. I don't know who the Vic, Vince McMahon of the wrestling like monster universe is. Uh, it, isn't it uh, Jimothy Tim Shapiro? <laughs> no, he's the worst. <laughs> no, because like. So Vince McMahon, this is the other part of the whole thing, owned the WWF mm-hmm. at the time, but was seen as just another announcer, commentator, mm. like another voice in the crowd. Interesting. And people really didn't know he was the he was the guy calling the shots. Da, da, da. And so when this all breaks, he comes out of the, the shadows. Out of the woodwork. And people are like, what, this guy? Well, that was part of his character was that he's been, you know, this manipulator behind the scenes. He's, you know, this conniving Machiavellian evil man that will do anything for money. And they're like... Oh, such a stretch. Yeah, such a stretch for him. But at the same time, yeah, there's maybe a kernel of truth. But then, like, again, as a rest, like, watching the soap opera that's wrestling, you're like... Is that the character he's playing on TV, or is that actually him? And the reality is probably somewhere in the middle, but also he's kind of an asshole. Like, everybody kind of agrees. But anyway, so it kind of reminds me of that. And so, right after um, Tentacular leaves, the town gets together at a town meeting. They're like, by the way, so we put like a shit ton of money in this giant monster-sized stadium... Right, which we can't use for anything else. We can't change it to a school or a hospital. No. <laughs> or at, like... Bobblehead or, factory. Or an arboretum. Like, nothing. We can't do anything else with it. And so, um, if we don't have a champion, we're bankrupt. And we're going to have to, like, sell the stadium. But the good news is we have a buyer. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's uh, Pittsmore. Or Pit- Slither... No. Slitherpool? Slitherpool. Slitherpool, where Tentacular went... They will mm-hmm. pave over the stadium, just tear it down, make a big parking lot, and have it for um, shuttle service to Slitherpool so we can all go see the tentacular things because we're all still tentacular fans. And people are like, 
fuck that guy. Right, right. He he left me. He has yeah. no loyalty. So, he just cares about money. Yeah, and so the cautionary tale is like Pittsburgh, which is if we don't have any money, if we don't have, but we have a stadium, we'll we'll turn out like Pittsburgh, who turned theirs into a bobbleheads factory. Mm-hmm. But even that failed. And they're like, okay, well, oh, we need something big, or something's going to go bad. And so when he's like, all right, this is my moment. I can do this. I'm going to go find a monster. I'm going to bring it back here, and I'm going to recapture the glory. Of Stoker upon Avon. Yes. The honor of my father's name. (laughs) By monster wrestling. Y'all. Y'all. I love my father. But. I would never pursue his career. To like. Save his honor. I mean. He died honorably. He died doing what he loved. At the peak of his whatever, like... I also have to point out that um, continuing our father's career would just be like going to a different cubicle. Right, like I go to an office, I fill out some paperwork, I write a really uh, well-worded email to explain... I love your father and I love my father, (laughs) but there's like 15 people on this planet that would really notice if they walked out of their office tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. So The, the, The people they work with directly would be like, oh, where are they? Yeah. But other people would be like, oh, people move on. But Jimbo meant, Jimbo. meant a lot to a lot of people. Yes. So, like, maybe there's a little bit more of a weight upon them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, she's thinking about it. She's actually at the stadium having a flashback and remembers her dad having a playbook. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be important. Like, there's going to be a quest for the playbook. So, she goes home and pulls it out from under her bed. Right. There's, like, no... There's no... You feel like... You're like, oh, this is going to advance the plot. And you're like, never mind, it's right here. Yeah. <laughs> That's this whole movie. <laughs> okay, cool. You're like, oh, there's this thing I'm introducing. Here it is. It is a kid's movie, so the payoff is pretty... Pretty pretty quick. Pretty quick. But at the same time, I was, like, expecting that to be, like, the MacGuffin or, like, the Maltese Falcon where they've got to no, get it. And, like, all. maybe the old assistant coach, because the old assistant coach, Jimbo's assistant coach, mm-hmm. is Tentacular's coach. Coach. Not not his agent. No, his who coach. is the one who was in charge of moving him uh, towns? Yeah. but his coach. His coach. So the agent is played by Ben Schwartz. Or yes, yes, yeah, Schwartz. Mm-hmm. But uh, the the coach is paid by the one, the fucking only Tony Danza. Where the fuck did they find Tony Danza? I mean, I guess he was around eating pepperoni pizza. I guess <laughs> it's a very specific thing for him to be doing, but okay, sure, man. Uh, but yeah, he is the boss in this one, in case mm-hmm. you were wondering. Um, but he, uh, he just has to follow up tentacular. But anyway, um, he gets the book, she gets the book and she's like, okay. Um, like mom, I'm going off to find a monster. And mom's like, you don't have to do this. And she's like, it's what dad would have done. And I'm like. Also, dad got himself killed. Yeah, like Like decisions were made. Right. Maybe like. Just find another job. Like, accounting is a good steady income, just so you know. Like, apparently agents do really well for themselves. Like, just... But she's like, no, I gotta do this. I gotta save my town. I gotta save my town's honor. I gotta... Right. Like, to to support my dad and stuff. And the mom's like, 
I mean, if it's, God. yeah, what you feel like you need to do, of course, I'm going to love and support you no matter what, because I'm a Disney mom. Yep. Uh, well, not quite Disney, but it's WWF. They're, yes. WWF say... moms are very supportive. Sure. Sure. So, Winnie heads off to Pittsmore, which, mm-hmm. again, could be Pittsburgh, but, like, is Pittsmore. Right, but Pittsburgh TM is going to come for you. Right. Also, uh, Pittsmore is a shithole. Mm-hmm. Which, again, as a Cincinnati sports fan, I have to say, that's how I imagine Pittsburgh. I mean, you do call it Pittsburgh. Uh, nah. Yeah, okay, I do. <laughs> Pittsburgh people, you're fine. Like, But fuck the Steelers. Sure, man. Also the Pirates. Okay. The Penguins could go to hell. <laughs> also, what the hell? All your teams have the same color scheme. Actually, I I'm kind of impressed. That. I'm actually I kind of impressed by that. that. The yellow Cause, black. Because like, you can I'm, be like, I have a yellow and black scarf. I can wear it all to all year. the things. All year? Yeah. Probably wouldn't wear it to a game in August for the, the Pirates, but you know, it's an option. I mean, it gets real cold randomly, and you're like, what the hell? And you're like, I mean, you know. It's the Midwest during a climate crisis. Is it's... Pennsylvania the Midwest? Uh, actually, I would say no. I no. feel like if you were in the original 13 colonies, you're not the Midwest. No, you're definitively not. Because that's not. the Midwest ordinance was yeah. covered Ohio, right. Indiana, right. like all the way up to like... M- like I, I feel... Uh, personally, personally, Wisconsin. I feel like you cannot claim... Midwest. I I get pissed though when like Kansas is in the Midwest. I'm like, no, you're a plain state. There. The Midwest covered to the Mississippi River. Once you cross that, mm-hmm. you're in. You're in the plain state. You're in the plains. You're in the Great Plains. Hmm. What about like Louisiana Purchase? Uh, well, so below the Mason Dixon line across the Mississippi, um, mm-hmm. like you're in the South. Okay, so the Midwest is only. From, like, not the original 13 colonies so, to the Mississippi River. Ohio, Michigan. Ohio, Michigan. Illinois, Illinois Indiana. Illinois, Indiana. Uh, whatever's Wisconsin. Be- <laughs> whatever's below Indiana. <laughs> below Indiana would be um, Kentucky, mostly. I think Tennessee gets in there a little bit mm-hmm. toward the edge. Uh, but so the Kentucky and Tennessee, they're not Midwest. I don't know what the fuck Kentucky is. What are, yeah, if they're not Midwest and they're not, they're not a plain state... What are they? Yeah, because like, well, I it's feel like, like Kentucky, they have to be part of the Midwest Ordinance. I don't think Kentucky and Indiana or Kentucky and Tennessee were not original thirteens. I don't think. No. So like, they just kind of happened. I have like, to Google like what were the original thirteen colonies. I'm not gonna bother. I don't know, man. Uh, that was definitely. I took that test in like fourth grade, and it was the very first test I ever failed. <laughs> it was so much, and I didn't know any of it. And I, I feel was like, like some oh, trauma. this is so much. So much. That's so useless. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know. Also, I think I said it was the Northwest or- Midwest Ordinance, but it's the Northwest Ordinance. Right, so we should be the Northwest. But, like, that is patently wrong now. <laughs> I don't know. Because we are neither West nor North of many things. I I feel like Kansas can be the Midwest. Mm. I feel like Iowa is the center of the Midwest. Really? Yeah. I feel like if you're in Eastern time, you are like really pushing it to claim that you are the Midwest. Then what the fuck is Ohio? Nothing. That's why everybody from every movie where it doesn't matter what your background is, is from Ohio. Because nobody even knows. Is it like, are you the Midwest? I don't know. 
Are you the East? I don't know. Are you the South? I don't know. Are you, are you the North? I don't know. You could be anything. Are you the Rust Belt? Actually, pretty much. Yes, you could actually, be all the thing. things. All things to all people. All things to all people. Ohio. <laughs> the, that, that should be Ohio's new motto. It's like the forget, vanilla ice cream of states. Forget birthplace of aviation. Be like, we're good, solid backup. We, we are the birthplace of uh, aviation. I will fight and, either and that, Carolina for that. And that we birth aviators. Mm-hmm. More astronauts are from Ohio than anywhere else in the country. Truly, people are trying to get out of the state so hard. They're, they're like, let's, the food seems like a viable option. Let's fucking go to space, motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. We also supply uh, above our weight for vice presidents. Interesting. Ohio, I understand that. Yeah. Where you're like, they can't, they can't be that wild. They're from Ohio. Yeah. 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 I yeah. Mean, like. That's that's a cash that's cashing in on a lot of they're from Ohio. They're from Ohio. They're from Ohio. What did he do? I don't know. I don't he's know. from Ohio. What policies did he pass while he was governor of Ohio? I don't think that's what they do there. It's just fine. We're a decently big state to keep running, so like you know. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's mostly just inertia at this point. We're just gonna do what we do. There's not a lot of turn Ohio this- gonna Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that should be our motto. <laughs> Stay tuned for the 2020 election. I'm not saying it's going to be fun, but I'm going to say Ohio's going to fuck it up somehow. Ohio gonna Ohio. It's either going to be us or Florida. Y'all, Florida. Enough electoral votes to matter. Not <laughs> enough to, like, be predictable. Like, yes, it's wild. Anyhow. Anyway, so she goes to Pittsmore. Pittsmore. Yeah, uh, it's pretty terrible. It's run down. It's like a, it is a Rust Belt city. There's a lot mm-hmm. of graffiti. Everything's terrible. And she, of abandoned buildings. She goes to an underground monster fighting club. Yes. So this monster fighting club is run by a giant bird monster. Is that, is that Axe Hammer? No, no. It's, um,. Lady Mayhem. Okay, Lady Mayhem. Uh, which is obviously put on Mayhem, but she's a bird, so, mm-hmm. you know, Mayhem. Um, but it's got all these fighters, and it is absolutely 100% rigged. And I mean, obviously, it is, it is just a gambling ring mm-hmm. with fighters. Right, but, like, also, the house always knows who's going to win, so the odds are always in their favor. Right, right, unlike, like, a rooster fight. Mm-hmm. Or a dog fight where you like can't totally control an animal. Right. These monsters are sentient enough to know I'm losing this week. You're gonna win. Right. I'm still getting my cut of the whatever. I get paid no matter what. Yeah. I get, and so she watches one fight. She's taking notes and she's like, nah, nah, maybe. And then she like starts making approaches to these. Monsters and like, hey, listen, I got a deal. You want to come to Stoker upon Avon? I'll be your coach. And they laugh her out of the room. Like, no, fuck you. Like, right? I got a good thing here. I'm fine, man. I'm fine. I don't need you. Later. I don't have grand ambitions. No, I'm in. I'm in Pittsmore, fighting at this bullshit, like fighting ring. Right, and obviously I can't become a bank teller because that's not a thing that society is like chill with. Right, I know my role. I I I. I'm fine. 
But uh, she does see one fighter. Mm-hmm. And he's going under Sam. Or Steve. Steve. Steve, this Same is Bettis. Steve. And she kind of looks at him and she's like, that kid looks familiar. Right. He's got he's got a lot of, like, spark and charisma and talent. Like, he's not using any of it here. But, like, there's, then, there's something about him. And then she has a flashback. Mm-hmm. And she realizes that Steve is Rayburn's son. Yes. It's Rayburn Jr. But he's, Rayburn like, Jr. run from his whole thing. And she's like, the fuck's this? This is very interesting. So then she approaches him and um, tries to kind of get, like, talk to him while he's fighting. And it distracts him so bad that he accidentally... That he accidentally wins. He was, he was like, 10,000 to 1 odds to win. Mm-hmm. And, like, one dude bid on him to win. And so, like, the house loses all this fucking money on it. And Lady... Bayhead is Lady super Mayhead. pissed. Yeah, obviously. And she's like, you're... she she's a business to run. She's like, you're fuck. I don't pay to win. I pay to lose. You're my best loser. Mm-hmm. Like, I need that money back, or I'm going to like really tear you limb from limb. Right, because I'm a monster and you're a monster, and so like, fuck you, man. Yeah, nobody cares about monster to monster crime. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. There's is this movie movie maybe about racism? Isn't every movie? Yeah. I, I feel like so many, so many. Anyway. At, le- at least about, like, systemic uh, marginalization of different people's bodies. Mm-hmm. Like, bare men's. Yeah. Bare men's. This is about systemic marginalization of bodies. Fair enough. Which has some severe racial overtones. Yes. Um, but Rayburn finally is like, fine, I'll go to this Stoker place that I've never been to before. Mm-hmm. Um, to like, make... sounds fake, but whatever. <laughs> sounds fake. She's like, sure, whatever, let's go. You're going to carry me over there. He's like, I don't carry you. She's like, well, I, I can't walk that far and you can't take the train. So like, let's go. So they walk to Stoker. Mm-hmm. Get to the trading facility and... Steve's having all his flashbacks, and Winnie's having her flashbacks. And only like Winnie remembers this like very triumphant and like proud moment, mm-hmm. and Steve remembers it as like my dad never really like this was my dad's life, and he didn't pay attention to me. right. My father was never around. Yeah, and he's kind of pissed about it. I mean, also both their parents died, mm-hmm. like very. Uh, publicly in a way where like they weren't allowed to mourn and deal with their own loss like well and also I feel like you know the community really rallied to support Winnie and helped her process her grief right and they were like later Steve bye <laughs> hey what's Steve good for nothing yet he's too young yeah well fuck that guy mm-hmm. and like when he had a mom call us in 15 years when you're, you're useful s- you're stronger with your daddy issues mm-hmm so they're going to start um, training at like 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. And Steve's like, yeah, fuck that. Like, good luck. I so like sleeping. That next morning, when he rolls up and has to wake up Steve, and there's a whole montage of that. Did we talk about who Steve is? Steve is Will Arnett. Yeah, he is. Yeah. And my kids are like, I know that guy's voice. And I was like, yeah, he's Lego Batman. And they're like, oh, man. I'm so glad that Lego Batman is getting work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Well, and they know him also from um, from Lego, the Lego Masters. Masters as actual Will Arnett. They have seen his face. Yeah, they do. And they're know like, him. I'm so glad he's getting paid. And I am too, Will. If you're listening, good job. We're glad you're getting paid. Chase that paper. Yeah, we can't pay you, but like, good job. Yeah, if you ever want to come on here for free, like, I have a chair for you. Yeah, a thousand percent. Mm-hmm. You'd be. Uh, that would be so weird. <laughs> <sighs> we didn't. So- Weird. We'd have to find a movie with Will and Arnett in it to watch. With Will Arnett. <laughs> I'd be like, so what the fuck? So what the fuck, man? He's like, I got a boat. T- tell us all the things. I need and a he's boat. He's like, I don't know, man. enough money to buy a boat. I, I like money and I do my job. I respect that. Anyway. Um, and so they're doing this whole training montage. Um, and... Mom is there, and she's like, listen, you gotta, like, train the monster you have, not the monster you wish you had. Which, I mean, good va- good, good life advice. Sure, sure. You know, play the hand you're dealt. Kind play of the hand you're dealt. Stuff. But she also does give Winnie the keys to this, like, flying cart thing that all the coaches use to, like, hover around their fighters' heads. and Right, and give them, like, encouragement. Because that, that does make sense if you have your coach, like, way down there on the sidelines, and you're, like, four stories up. Yeah. Like, you won't necessarily be able to hear them. Well, or if you can't hear them, everybody in the stadium can hear them. So if you're, like, talking strategy, you want to be, like, right up next to their face and be like, so yeah. Right, like, in their ear. Yeah. Right, so they have, like, these hover scooters. And so It's like a Vespa, but it flies. Yeah. And so, like, Winnie's mom giving her the keys to that is a very significant moment. Mm-hmm. And she's very, she understands it. And so she goes, wakes up Steve. He's not willing to move. He's like, I like sleeping. But they do a little, like, mini training montage. Mm-hmm. And he's like, all I want to do is fight. Like, just give me a fucking fight. And she's like, fine. I got you a fight. We got to go to to, to Pitts, um Pittsmore? Pittsmore to do this. It's on the dockyards, but you're going to fight uh, Rammer Hammer, who is some sort of, like, weird mutant goat ox thing with horns. Axel Hammer? No, Rammer Hammer. Axel Hammer was earlier. That was one of the fighters she saw earlier at, at the the place. But she's she's mm-hmm. fighting Rammer Hammer, and she's like, "All right, so let me talk to you strategy about this because they're at the fight." And he's like, "I don't need strategy. I'm just gonna go out there and do my thing." And she's like, "Yeah, like your thing fucking sucks, man." Um, so no, first round goes terrible, but he survives. And she's like, "By the way, uh, you do realize this is a winner takes all fight. So if you lose, you do not get paid." And he's like, the fuck? What? No. He's like, I got paid all the time to lose in my old gig. Like, this fucking sucks. Like, getting, I got paid more to lose than win in my old job. Like, that was the deal we had. Okay, well, fine. So we'll just, like, figure it out. And so when he's like, okay, here's the deal. That guy, he's all strength, which means he's no stamina. So just like. Stay away from him for a while. Dance your way out of the moves. Right, just run around until he gets tired. And then maybe we can do something. And so that's his plan. And he ends up running around and ends up running, like, out of the ring and, like, around the dockyards. And it's a whole scene of him. Right, and we don't see the fight. We see the recap of the fight on whatever the equivalent of ESPN is. Yeah. On uh, this weird alternative future. Yeah. And so he ends up winning the fight by just wearing out the other guy and then kind of falling on him. 
And the, the ESPN commentator was like, this is fucking bullshit. Right, worst fight ever. This isn't even wrestling. And they're like, did he break any rules? And they're like, no, but I don't like it. And you're like, well, maybe you need better rules. Like, maybe you need to clearly communicate so how to play this game. So there's two commentators. <laughs> um, there's there's a there's human Mark. Com- Mark, who is the human commentator, voice from the guy from Pardon the Interruption. Right, Stephen A. Smith. Yeah, good job. Uh, looking that up. Yeah. Uh, and then there's an actual monster who is a giant blob of a human played by Kevin from The Office. Uh, I think Kevin from The Office is Clonk. Kevin is from The Office is Clonk. He might be... Uh, oh, I mean, Kevin from The Office is Clonk. But... Is he not? He's like a he's like a random... Uh, other monster. Other monster. Hmm. It might be Jimmy Tatro. Is that a person? Could be. What was the monster called? Do you remember what the monster was called? Mark and Mock or something. It starts with an M. Mm. I but, don't yeah. see him on my shenanigans. Yeah, anyway. So. Yes. So it's like part one monster and one human. And what I love about this dynamic is the monster is there with a desk and then the human is there on top of the monster's desk with his own desk. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it's fantastic. But um, anyway, but the monster's kind of defending him, being like, "Listen, there was no rules broken. Like mm-hmm. you're just exploiting us for your own entertainment, anyway. So like, are you not entertained? Like, right? What the fuck? So they get, you know, kind of into a debate there, and the. It turns out everybody just loves Tentacular, is what the thing is. Tentacular's the best. He's the greatest fighter of all time. Wish this guy could be like him. But let's cover Tentacular some more. They fade out. Mm-hmm. So, um, then we catch up with Winnie and, and and Steve. And they're trying to come up with some sort of training plan. And she's like, alright, so you gotta actually take this shit seriously. Or else you're gonna get yourself fucking killed. And I get no money. You get no money. Nobody wins. So let's get this done. And there's a whole training montage in which Steve does terribly. Mm-hmm. It's really bad. Like, he can't do push-ups. He can't do pull-ups. He can't, like, do anything. She's like, fine. Well, let's just, like, watch some fucking tape. And she starts showing old Ray- Rayburn tapes. And he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, did you not think... I didn't sign up for this. Like, there's some daddy issues here that I'm dealing with. And right. like I have some I have some unprocessed trauma. Like I literally ran from the industry, changed my name, went a whole town away. One whole town. And and tried to hide. And I don't want to relive this shit. Like, I'm not my dad. I don't want to be my dad. I never want to be my dad. So, like, turn this shit off and let's figure some other stuff out. Mm-hmm. And he's and he's like, maybe we should just be, like, fun. Maybe we should be, like, just roll with it. And she, when he's like, you are uncoachable. And she's like, well, and he's like, well, maybe you're not very good at coaching. And she's like, oh, gosh. I'm like, it's your first run, hun. Like, maybe both of you are right. Maybe, yeah, you you can both be right. Mm-hmm. So she's like, all right, well, fine. What the fuck is your motivation? What do you like to do? He's like, mm-hmm. I like doing nothing. And she's like. I like sleeping. He's, he's like, I like nothing. She's like, you gotta like something. No, she's like, no, no, no. I like doing nothing. Like, I just like being still and doing nothing. She's like, that's not a thing. She's like, I'm really good at sleeping. Also eating. Mm-hmm. Really like eating. Going uh, to brunch. Brunches are great. <laughs> she's like, fuck. Like, anything. She's like, also like salsa. She's like, salsa, like, 
like the, the dip. dip with chips? He's, no. She's like, sure, man. That's what I meant. She's like, no. Did you mean the dance? He's like, maybe. And so she starts playing music and he starts dancing to it. He's like, okay, fine. This is it. Like, I don't know if you know this, but like dance is my life and I love it. And she's like, I can work with this. Right. Because, um... Like wrestling is like eighty five percent footwork, you know. Like, yeah, if you're if you're light on your feet, you we we can work with this. We can mm-hmm. lean in. So the next fight is against this like super fast lizard thing that just is like going all over the place. It's uh, like a quizzical atlas or whatever. Okay, okay, it's, it's like a quizzical atlas, but like whatever the monster version is, I don't remember what it's called. Yeah, well, it's a it's it's definitely like a. a Mexican and South American infused, mm-hmm. uh, like dragon thing that they have, um, in their mythology, and it's spanking Steve's ass until he starts dancing, and she's like, when he's like, do this dance move, do that dance move, do this dance move, and every time he does dance moves, he's able to like kind of dodge or punch mm-hmm. in the right way and defeat it, and, right, actually, and avoid avoid all of the punching. And he wins. And, mm-hmm. of course, the commentators are pissed. Right. And they're like, I wasn't, I didn't come here to, like, do a dance move. And again, the monster is like, look, bro. He won. Have you ever had the shit beaten out of you on a, ri- a like, on a ring for not a lot of money and no health insurance? No. So, like, so sit shut, down, shut the up. fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> like, I understand this is not peak entertainment for you, but also, like, you can you can go find some slots. Like <laughs> you can watch a movie. You can do something else. So um, there's more training montage, um, and Steven started to win. And they start. They have a fight with a big fat dude mm-hmm. who's in Japan. He's like a sumo wrestler. Get it? Right, right. Because um, something about like how he uh, he had like a buy on the. Mm-hmm on the the current bracket and they're like oh i took your free week and i like they have somebody who's fallen sick in the eastern league so we're gonna go yeah it was a lizard who's shedding a skin so like he's he's like like, yeah but like we gotta do it Mm -hmm. so they practice and they practice and they practice and the winning move that he's gonna end up doing is the lift from dirty dancing yes it's a lot of dirty dancing uh Things they're like, there's the my time of my life song. Yeah, there's nobody puts baby in the corner. Like, yeah, there's a lot of references. It's a lot, a lot of Dirty Dancing references. They couldn't use Pittsburgh, but like they laid it on thick for Dirty Dancing. Yeah, it's really confusing. And um, yeah, because the only way to defeat him is to get him on his back. So he he has to lift and then throw him on his back. So he practices with other monsters. Yeah. Who are like maybe not quite as big well, but like friends almost from Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah, and so he gets it and he, he's able to do it. This reminds me, have you ever so Hulk Hogan, you know Hulk Hogan. I am familiar with Hulk Hogan. His signature move would be that he would literally lift another wrestler mm-hmm. and throw over him on his, his head back and throw them down. Yes. Yes. And uh, one of the early WrestleManias, it may have been the first, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, he fights Andre the Giant. Oh, wow. And Andre's the defending champ. Hulk's mm-hmm. trying to take it over. And Hulk literally picks Andre the Giant up and lifts him over his head. That's Andre wild. being like 450 pounds of dude. Right, right. Like nine feet tall. Like a literal quarter ton. That's wild. Of human. Yes. And 
you know, like you hear people talk about this and they're like, we literally didn't know if he could do it. Like yeah, yeah, he had been it's training so, it's so much. He was working really it's hard. So much. <laughs> but like there was like a 50-50 shot he wasn't gonna be and they had like they had it scripted out if he could mm-hmm. do it, if he couldn't do it, if like Right, if he tried and it didn't work, this is what we would do, you know. Yeah, like they would they had outs, but he just fucking picked Andre the Giant up over his head. I mean, head. good for Hulk Hogan. Legit again, there's moments in the wrestling where you're like something impressive just fucking happened. No, no, it's it's a like, lot of impressive shit that requires so much uh like physical prowess. Oh yeah. That is mind-boggling. And yeah. you're like this, you chose to do this? Yeah. Okay, man. <laughs> okay. Every every time I saw the rock like rest like when I go back and see the rock like wrestling. Right, you didn't was, watch him in real time. You weren't like Well, in tun- real time he was just tuning, a wrestler. And tuning in. He was in real time he was a good wrestler. Mm-hmm. Okay, like he he the rock the Brahma Bowl, like all that stuff. Lots like you never smelled what the Rock was cooking. I smelt it. It was fun. <laughs> he was a he was he had the charisma of twenty other guys. Tr- truly, the charisma was just rolling off of those in, shoulders in fucking waves. <laughs> and he was he was a lot of fun to watch. But like now, you see the Rock, and you're like, oh yeah, like of course he's a great actor. Of course he's a great. Like, he could do his own stunts. Of course he's, like... Yeah, like... This amazingly charismatic actor that I'm like, I will watch anything you're in just because... Right, like, Fuck he, it, it's gonna be Like, I know he's not British, but, like, he would make a great James Bond. Like... Oh, you watch your mouth. No. He would! No. He would make a great James Bond. No, he would make a great Triple X. Okay. I don't know what that is. Uh, Vin Diesel's Americanized James Bond franchise. Okay. One of the three movies... Sure. Um, but he, uh, yeah, he would be more towards that. Um, I don't know. Both him and Sean Connery, like, majored in dance. Like, there's there's so much, there's so much dance there. So, anyway. Um, but they have an interview where the one human commentator is like, what you're doing is bullshit. And when he's like, if it's bullshit, why are we winning? And he's like, ah. <laughs> I don't know, She's man. Like, I'll tell you what. I will challenge any wrestler to come to Stoker upon Avon and get their ass kicked by mm-hmm. Steve. And if they don't, they're just fucking cowards. And guess who takes up? Tentacle. No. No? King George. King George. King Gorge. Gorge, yeah. King Gorge. Who my kids fucking loved. They were like, we want King Gorge to win. I was like, he's he's clearly not the hero. <laughs> They're yeah. like, but he has a better name and a better pun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, but it turns out King Gorge has had a rough time since he lost to Tentac- Tentacular. Mm-hmm. And is like, this would be his comeback fight, not his, like, he's not top of the game anymore. Right, right. And everybody's like, Man has been. Like, yeah, he's a wash up. Nobody wants it. And so they go back to. Does know, he beat King, King? No. He doesn't go. It never happens. It never happens. So, um, what happens is they go back to the stadium to get ready, mm-hmm. and they're already cleaning it out. The councilwoman that has been like, "Hey, we're gonna turn it into a parking lot," is there. She's like. Yeah, you're out of time. Yeah, like, sorry, you were supposed to sign this paperwork like three days ago, and you know the government. The mayor's Re- going to go sign a deal at Slitherpool. Real efficient. So, uh, it's this afternoon, you got to get there and sign it. 
And so they take off to get this litter pool and Jimothy is and the mayor are there and they miss it. Mm-hmm. The, the signature is signed and Steve like throws down. He's like, listen, you're, you're just, you know, like trying to tear down the stadium because you're, you'll never compare to Rayburn. And he's like, yeah, yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly it. As long as that monument to the greatest is there, I can't be the greatest and I want to be the greatest. But yeah. I can't fight Rayburn. So people always will be comparing me to what they think Rayburn is. Right. Like those greatest of all times. It's the, you know, who's the better basketball player, right. LeBron or Jordan? You're like, well, they could never play each other at the same time. So, like, truly, this is the only uh, problem that time travel would solve. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Also, statistics. Also, stats. But but they changed. They have changed the game since, and so right. like the st- the stats also you can't you can't line up the stats because well you have to pick up so the the stat that is the most telling is how well their teams did without them mm-hmm. compared to with them, either on a game by game basis or a season by season basis or even a minute by minute basis. But you you have to take like the the delta. Yeah. You have to take the change. Right. Um but basketball is incredibly high scoring. Yeah. Uh currently and in the past was, it was not. not nearly as much. So so your, your delta is going to be different. So you need to you need to put in a like control factor. Right. So they look at a dampening, if you will. So you you, <laughs> you end up looking at like how well the team was doing relative to the other team. Mhm. And season by season, because, like, right. Jordan Jordan right. and LeBron both took some time off. Mm-hmm. Like, Jordan had his whole, like, gonna play baseball thing. <laughs> LeBron went to Miami, right? Right, right, right. Everyone has, everyone has like, little mid-basketball crises. Right. And so you look at the two of them and you say, how well did the Bulls do without Jordan? And the answer is pretty good, actually. They did. Okay. They definitely okay. did way, they did better than average. Yeah. Okay. How well did Cleveland do without LeBron? And the answer is not fucking good. But how much of that is your management and coach being able to set up a strong team? Right. Versus Yeah. Just you. Right. Well, and they look at and then they went back and they said, okay, so let's look at like games in a season where Jordan and LeBron were there, but, like, Jordan missed a couple games because he wasn't feeling well, or just rotated out. Like, you know... You can't you can't play your star player all the time. You can't You'll play burn your star them out. Right. So, like, this series doesn't really matter as much, so let's bench some of the guys and let them... Or, you know, maybe he's injured or whatever. You know, he, he pulled a hammy. It's not a big deal. We rest him for a week. He'll be fine. Right. But, yes, yeah, And you can find those points. We need him to be better next week. When Jordan was out, the team did worse. Mm-hmm. When LeBron was out, the team did way fucking worse. Yeah. But Just I... not being on the court. Mm-hmm. And you can look at it and go, the delta for both of those. Right. Even compared but, to just the other team. But truly, to be able to compare, they would need to switch head coaches. Yeah. And, and run for a year. Yeah. So what it seems to be is that the the Bulls during Jordan's run 
Jordan was the star player, but they had a good, strong bench and a good, strong coaching team mm-hmm. to help back him up, which made him amazing. Right. LeBron had an okay coaching team and a decent team backing him up, and they won championships. Right, right. It was able, was like, able to push push harder. So, but was that just the team, you know, they put all their money in LeBron. Yeah. A, it's a whole... It will be a question for the ages to debate. Right. And this this is something that I'm ti- Team LeBron. That but ti- you're a Chicago and that I understand time travel where you're at. can like truly yeah. truly answer. But anyway, so <laughs> tent- Tentacular is bitter. So he's just his his solution is just erase the entire legacy. Right, because then I'm not Rayburn. being compared to it. And you're like, you know you're still gonna be compared to it, but whatever. As long as the the stadium's not here, you're gonna be happy. So sure, right. man. So um it's all done. The signatures are done. The next scene we see mm-hmm. um um is, you know, kind of the 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 fallout of this. Where Winnie is like telling Steve, like, you can go back, you can run away. Right, whatever. It's all it's all nobody, and stupid, nobody cares about Nobody knew your Rayburn son. Right. You don't have his legacy. I have to deal with my legacy because everybody knows I'm Jimbo's daughter, because I can't hide that. I mean did did you she, really have She put to, it on the tin. Yeah, I was like, did you really have to deal with his legacy? Well, still do. I feel like there is enough misogyny that people will be like, you can't be as good as your dad. You're a girl. Go make a pie. Like, the, this is... Your boobs are going to get in the way. Right, your, your boobs and uterus are going to just preclude you from doing anything. Right. But everybody in Stoker already knew, and that's all she really cared about. So, mm-hmm. like, I think that was kind of a moot point for her anyway. Um, and so the announcers are also like, it's over. It's the end of the era. We're going to tear down the stadium. The monster is really sad about it. And the human's like, ah, fuck it. Things happen. Like, who cares? Mm-hmm. And, um, Steve ends up going back to Pittsmore. Um, the boss is there to be like, hey, it was my best loser. He like throws her a lot of money. He's like, it's all there. Like, I counted twice. And also, human money is like very tiny. So that took me a long fucking time. <laughs> it's very small. And they kind of with fucking tweezers. Like, I don't know. Uh, Why do we even deal in human money? But like, he does go back to his locker and there's a photo of him and his dad. And he kind of looks at it and smiles and kind of thinks, like, you can tell he's doing that, like, things that might have been, mm-hmm. like, wistful look. And then we're at the stadium. Which is being packed around with dynamite. Right. And all the townspeople are, like, gathering around it. Because they're like, ooh, what do we got to do today? And, like, we could watch a demolition. Like, that sounds fun. Let's do that. As a Cincinnati fan. There's no there's no movies going uh, on. As a Cincinnati fan, I remember waking up early one Sunday morning to watch them implode Riverfront Stadium. Sure, on TV. man. I mean, sure, We didn't man. go down for it just because, like, that would have been a thing. That would have been a lot. Would have been a lot. I would have loved to have seen it personal. Mm-hmm. But like, it, it. Who doesn't love to see shit explode? <laughs> like, 100%, honestly, it's wild. 100%. It's wild to see professional people uh, do demolition. It's an art, it is a ballet of explosions. They're like, we gotta make it explode in and not out. And you're like, thank you. Good <laughs> All job. All of us that live in the out appreciate <laughs> you're that. Right. So mom, so when he's there, she's like super depressed that she failed. And mom's mm-hmm. like, I'll get us Froyo. Froyo solves all problems. And she's like, yeah. well, and that was her promise with like the first fight. It was like, if you survive this fight, we'll get Froyo. And he's like, ooh, I love Froyo. And they're like, wait, you said if I survive this fr- fight? Like, you oh, think fuck. I'm going to die? 
it's a risk I'm willing to take. Some what? of you may not survive. That is a risk I'm... <laughs> so, like, monsters are dying in this sport? Fuck. And so, as she's watching out the window, she talks to her mom, turns around, there's a giant eye there, and it's Steve. And she's like, oh, fuck. And he's like, hey, um, yeah, sorry about, like, running away. I think there's something bigger here that I need to be a part of. And I was almost a part of it, but now I'm going to be a part of it. So, like, let's go start, let's go stop this demolition. And they, you know, there's a press conference with Tentacular there. He's going to, like, do the plunger to blow up everything. Mm-hmm. And he's... Smack talking and just being a Terry Crews like right. He's, he's smack talking ghosts. <laughs> yeah, he really is. So okay, man. And so he pushes the plunger down, and nothing happens because mm-hmm. Steve ripped all the cables out, and he's like, "Hey, you looking for these?" And he's like, "Yeah." So I don't know if you know this, but like this thing's packed with a lot of really unstable explosives, and like ripping out the cables was probably not. Not that actual, not the best way to deal with things. Like I'm but... really confused about what your play was there, but okay, let's let's smack talk. Let's talk. And so Steve ends up challenging. First off, he reveals himself to be Rayburn Jr. Yes, and everyone's like, like <gasps> gasp, and they're like, I knew he looked familiar, and you're like, yeah, great. Great. I mean, do all monsters look alike? Is that what we're saying? Like, but also, like, they saw him as a child because, like, Rayburn was a he citizen was a local, of this yeah. town, and he had a f- he, he family. Was, in a citizen's this town. a strong word. Citizen is a strong word. <laughs> he lived there. He was the champion of this town. Right. Um. And also, like during this whole smack talk, uh, Steve does call Tentacular a jabroni. Which is fantastic. A little wrestling callback there. Sure. Uh, it's a, it sounds familiar. The Rock. Yeah. You call people jabronis. Anyway. Um, and he's like, listen, I'm going to fight Tentacular in three rounds. and Well, actually, Winnie challenges in the three rounds. And Steve's like, three? I thought you said one. She's like, trust me. I got excited. I got excited. But Sorry. it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Uh, three rounds. If Steve wins, um, the stadium stands... Mm-hmm. Steve's the winner. And you guys go away. If Steve loses, like, I'm not even really sure. The same thing happens that's going to happen anyway? Yeah, the, the thing that they are contractually I, obligated to do happens. I do not understand. This happens all the time in sports movies. Yeah. The ego must be so strong. Yeah, it's manipulatable. Uh, where you're like, hey, this thing that if you just ignore me and it's like, whatever, fucker, I'm going to do what I want. Like... You can just do it now, or you can fight me. And then do and it later. And if you beat me, then you can also do it. I don't understand. I, I also do not understand. I was hoping you, as like a mediocre white male, would be able to just shed some light. It's just got to be on, ego. On this ego. <laughs> it's got to be ego. Well, it's got to be. Where it's like, it's not good, I... it's not good enough for me to just do it now. I have to, like, humiliate you and then do it. I don't know how much you know about my ego, but it's not severe. It's not amazing. <laughs> um, it's one of the things I like about you. Yeah. I mean, my ego, my lack of ego is one of my redeeming qualities. It's, it's one true. of my best traits. It's true. Wait. Anyway, but, like, I don't get it. Like, these big guys that are like, oh, yeah, like, of course it's not a risk for me. I'll take, like, I can't back down from the bet, like... Right, right. It's wild. Wild to me. 
But it happens all the time in movies, so it must really happen. Um, also, Tentacular gets mad and, like, flicks the um, Jimbo, Jimbo statue out of the, like, out front of the, of the stadium. And it lands up in the, like, rocky hills outside. Right, like mountains, like, probably 20 miles outside of town. Yeah. So, this is international news. We've got a whole montage of international news talking about Steve and, and Tentacular. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, he's Rayburn Jr. And they're yeah. like, oh. And when he, like, takes this time to build a fucking robotic gauntlet. Right. To right. test and train Steve. And it's Steve. like, if you were gonna beat Tentacular, you need to beat this very complex, mechanized robotic uh ninja warrior course. she's got like walls made out of containers she's got cranes she's got like giant pneumatic like smashing technical things. tentacles and like yeah like smashing battering rams that are gonna hit him i'm like how much fucking money did you invest right when you could have just been like okay we'll just build a new stadium <laughs> or we'll just buy out the lease of the old stadium with the money i would have invested in this gauntlet <laughs> I don't understand. And then, like, on the weekends, it could be a lending library. You know, like, sure. on non-fight days. <laughs> and, like... We could, we could set up a flea market. Like, there's many, many options. Like, maybe a monster truck rally yeah. on Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Yeah. It'd be great. Let's, let's spread out. Like let's maybe, spread out the cultural events that happen in this stadium. I love how you refer to cultural events like wrestling, flea markets, and monster <laughs> truck rallies. I mean, those are all the events I know. It's somebody's <laughs> culture. Anyway, so right as he's about to start this whole thing, you like the music swells and it's Chumbawamba's tub thumping. I yes, get knocked down. I get knocked down, but I get up again. I get knocked down. And he like takes off and he gets smashed and just drops. Immediately, immediately. And the music stops. And I'm just like. Yeah. Actually, that that was, a, that was a solid joke. Like good timing. Good timing with the Tumble Wumba joke. Good timing on that joke. But then there's all montage of him like learning new dances and new maneuvers to get through this gauntlet. Mm-hmm. And his whole goal is to get up to the statue that's now on the top of a hill. Right. And he eventually gets up there and he like touches it and he's like exhausted. And when he's like, you're ready. I'm like, no, he's not. He just... He's real... He's, if, good at obstacle courses. If you're training him for an obstacle course, then perhaps he is ready. Is this American Gladiator? Yes. Then he might be ready. Man, is I, this a wrestling fight? He's not ready. Who knows? Did he read his script? So, um... Day of the fight, the announcers are talking, and like the human's like... Yes, I'm excited. This is a three-round fight, and I hope it goes the three rounds, for because I am not interested in going home tonight. And the monster's like, seems like there's a story there. I'm going to let it go. But okay. <laughs> and so um, they introduce the, car- the, the fighters. Steve mm-hmm. walks in to a salsa version. Of Eye of the Tiger. It was fantastic. It was great. It was great. And then T the Tentacular walks in, and Steve is just terrified. Mm-hmm. And he's like barely holding his shit together. He's like, "I don't think I can do this. This was a terrible choice." Mm-hmm. And when he's like, "All right, well, I'll tell you what. At the end of the match, if you survive again, I'll, I'll get you some froyo." Froyo. He's like, "Oh, I love froyo." He's like, "Yeah, I know, right? Everyone loves froyo." Match begins, and um, it's it's not good. Yes. So he's trying to, like, evade all of the tentacles, but it's hard to do. Yeah. And 
he has to go three rounds. He doesn't have to win. He has mm-hmm. to make it to the end of the third round. That's the whole idea. So his whole thing is like, that's just evade. But like, Tentacular is able to grab him every so often. And every time Tentacular grabs him, like, it gets bad mm-hmm. fast. But he manages to get out. He gets through round one. Uh, he gets in the round two. Um, and Tentacular figures out they're dancing. So he's like, oh, well, I guess I'll lead. And starts kind of dancing against him. Right. And and kind of messing him up and getting ahead of his moves. Because, you know, if you know the dance, you can, you know, intercept him. And um, round two ends, but Tentacular kind of had Steve held up by a chokehold with his tentacles around his neck. And kind of leaves it a little too long. And the ref's like, you got to let him go now. You're disqualified. He's like, fine. And drops a almost like choked out steve onto the mat yes and then winnie and steve are talking and she's about to throw in the towel she's like i gotta protect my monster i gotta Mm -hmm. do what's right i gotta do this and you know put the monster first don't go back out there and her mom shows up she's like listen winnie like just so you know remember this stadium isn't your dad's legacy you're your dad's legacy dun 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 so like Whatever happens, your dad will be remembered. And tentacle, tentacular, like, starts smack talking. And Steve's like, oh, fuck that guy. We're doing round three. Mm-hmm. And there, and there's, like, a radical new strategy. Let's yes. Let's try and win. Let's... Which was a reference to, like, the first, like, fight at the <laughs> dockyard where he was, was like, trying so to lose. was like, you want me to try to win? Yeah, radical new strategy. Try to win. And he's like, radical new strategy. Try to win. And she's like okay so when mm-hmm. he gives him this whole big like encouraging coach speech round three starts and it was like that was a really good coach speech like i feel like you should have been like giving me that like all along he's like yeah i took i had to find it she's like sorry there was like so much like swelling of uh orchestra that was required i had to like you know hire people it was too much yep so right at the beginning of round three steve comes out hits tentacular and knocks him down mm-hmm. just drops him and tentacular has to get up and kind of like dazed and the whole time is like "Ooh, this is great fighting and like the monster commentator is like yeah get him and so the fight just goes crazy like it's just wild well and when he tells uh steve to use tentacular suckers Yep. To stick him to the corner post. Yeah, to, like, to the wrap him around the corner. Well, he just, like, licks tentacular suckers and sticks them to the pad right, on the and turnbuckle. Then he's stuck. And he's stuck. And so now um, Steve can, like, jump on the rope and do this, like, flying, like, dive bomb thing. Mm-hmm. The whole stadium's, like... They go wild. Going wild. But Tentacular is able to grab a folding chair from the side and throws it at Steve's face. And the funny thing is, it's a human-sized folding chair. (laughs) So it's very tiny. And it hits Steve's face just enough to kind of knock him off his Mm -hmm. target. And he collides face-to-face with Tentacular. They both go down. I would have really liked it if, like, a tiny human chair hit him in the cheek and, like, flicked down. He's like, what is this? A piece of paper? But no, it does do enough damage that it kind of throws him off his trajectory. Mm-hmm. They they both yes. end up unconscious-ish on the floor. Right, and then who's going to win? Right, so Tentacular's trying to get up, but Steve's out, and they're doing the ten counts. Mm-hmm. And the stadium starts to clap. Right. 
So the by clapping a salsa beat, it like stirs something in Steve's heart or soul or both, and he's like, "This color oh, is bowels." Oh my god, I ha- I have to get up. The best part is how he gets beat. up. So he's laying like arms stretched out beside him <laughs> on the floor. And you see Tentacular kind of like climbing up the ropes and over his shoulder, all of a sudden, Steve just like tilts upward. Just like it's just like with his arms still to the side. Just like a float upward. Like. So I thought about this. Like a vampire ascending from uh, his coffin. coffin. (laughs) Steve has a tail. So that could have been used somehow in like tripoding him up. Yes, it pushes him up. But it's still just like ridiculous and steve is quickly able to like grab tentacular's tentacles and tying him in a knot and then does what he calls the moon boom mm-hmm. where he basically smashes his butt into tentacular's face yep yeah and knocks him out steve's the big winner yeah steve the same steve's champion Woo-hoo! right and and then step stratton what was his name of stoker the stoker Stoker upon Avon is saved by Yay. capitalism. Or endangered servitude. Or endangered servitude or a bull. They're kind of a mix. Um, there's a big like ants off scene with Steve, and then like during the end credits, like they roll and every like all the old credit all the old characters, all the monsters we've seen previously are dancing. Right. And then finally, we like catch up with Steve and Winnie laying face up on the practice mat, mm-hmm. having ice cream headaches from eating too much froyo. Yeah, he's like, like I got like a whole body ice cream headache. It's a thing. Look it up. Monsters do that. He's like, she's like, I don't. She's like, me. I don't feel like that. It's time to get up and train. He's like, I don't want to. It seems hard. Yeah, and then it kind of cuts. Yeah. Yay. So, what? did we learn uh wwe is going to continue to make movies against our better judgment i mean i guess they are are they still making wrestling yeah oh god yes okay i don't know i haven't watched wrestling since like 1999 probably oh yeah maybe like 2001 was like the last time i watched wrestling i did Buy some uh, WWE Valentines at the dollar store <laughs> for for my friend, and I gave them to her, and I was like, "Here." I mean, like Monday Night Raw is still a thing. Like uh, Hell in a Cell is coming up. Friday Night SmackDown, Sunday Stunners. Oh my god! Saturday Night Main Events. That's so many things, you guys. Oh yeah, like there, it's SummerSlam coming up in July. So many, so much content. Yeah, so well, much, so much content. Yeah. They they just good constantly job. Good make job shit. churning out the content. Yeah, well, that's their bread and butter. Like, mm-hmm. so it is what it is. What else did we learn from this movie? Uh, legacy is not destiny, but like, also it is. Yes. Also, if you don't uphold, you know, strict societal the, roles, the legend of your father, then you know you're a bad child. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I don't know, like, there's, there's a lot of questions I have about how society is functioning Yes, in this movie. The fact that I don't see monsters doing any other jobs. Your jobs are either that, wrestler or wrestling commentator. Right, that's, which a, I feel that's a, a real red flag. 
Mm-hmm. It's a real red flag. I wonder me. if Rayburn was like on his like decline, and mm-hmm. so like they're just like, well, can't have him just wandering around like as it has been. Right. Got off him. Yeah. Like maybe Makes it was a sense. hit job. Like, yeah, and the the rumble too. Let's explore that. Right. The coach was just you know like collateral damage. Well, because like he he was a white man, and therefore his life is valuable. Mm, but truth. you know sometimes, sometimes you got to break a few eggs. Sometimes, it's I don't know. It's it is fine. It is definitely a better WWE movie than Jingle All the Way too. I mean, I say that with no qualifications. Okay, that movie was terrible. I don't know. I don't know. That movie was. It was near Zoom level bad. No, no, Zoom is so bad. <laughs> All right. Larry the Cable Guy. Yeah, Larry the Cable Guy. We watched this movie. As a devoted father. And the and the one dude, I don't remember his name. Yeah. But like his his romantic bro partner. Yeah. Non-romantic yeah. bro partner, maybe. I don't know. I ain't judging. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah, it was terrible. It was a terrible, terrible film. But this is This better. movie is less terrible. Less terrible. But also, that's a low fucking bar. It really is. It really is, I admit this. So, this is a less terrible movie. WWE, if you're going to continue to make movies. And they are. Let's make them better every time. We'll have to watch the movie called Main Event, where a small child discovers a magical luchador mask that allows him to be a professional wetsuit. Oh my god! That's the plot. <laughs> oh, this promises to be so culturally sensitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, who? Yes. Um, did I learn anything else? Apparently, like, tits, like, Schittsburg TM is going to come for you. So you have to be like, oh. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's Greek we're, that name. We're shits more. Yeah. And you're like, it's different. Yeah, totally. Shitsmore is a terrible name. <laughs> it's like diarrhea, basically. Yes. yes. Anyway. And on that note. Please parent responsibly. Please parent responsibly.